Joe, it is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip hop podcast where we talk about everything financial. And today from the Empower Empire, I have somebody that is one of my good friends, y'all. And we're going to discuss something as grown-ups, all right? We're going to talk about unlearning and relearning because as men, as we grew up, there are a lot of things that we've learned that we've had to unlearn. And we're going to get into those, all right? So stick around and let's go. I got my clique ready to use the money they got From jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard I'm doing this, making investing pop You law is extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars Yo, it's Stocks and Bars and it is the Empower Empire Striking back at you one more time And I got somebody with you right now That I'm honored to have on the podcast So check it If you don't know, this is how I break down all of my people that come on so this guy here, special guy, he is one of the original people that I met when I very first moved to Ohio. And Indeed. he showed love to me from the beginning. And to be quite honest, I was a little flaky in the beginning, right? Because <laughs> that's just uh, me and my standoffish nature. But besides all that, He's one of the original guys that still showed love to me and still to this day shows love to me. And they didn't even have to let me into their crew, but they did. And I appreciate it because, you know, I've been nomadic a lot of times, but he's one of the guys that said, yo, we show you love, man. And I watched this guy grow into the person that he is. He's always been an awesome person to hang around, just full of love, just easy to, to get around. Man, I, I can't tell you enough about this guy, man. Right now, he is at a stage in his life that he's probably never seen coming, but he worked so hard to get to it. And I seen him going in that direction. And I applaud this brother for being a stand-up guy, for being a pillar to black men, to friends, to everything, man. Yo, Stocks and Bars, welcome to the show. My guy, Randell Richmond, man. Yo, let's give it up for my guy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? What's good, Tuck, man? I didn't look at it as standoffish, man. I just look at it as cautious. Once you get to learn about a person, they journey, they background, you know what I mean? There's, you know, foundation to mannerisms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so, yeah. I mean, with the, the type of lifestyle that your, your family led, serving this country and you know I mean, decisions need to be made, man. You got to move around a little bit. So the way I looked at it, you was a hard worker. You was on your grind. You love hip hop. You love music. And you had an easy <laughs> personality, man. But nobody worked harder than you, man. So always appreciate about you. Plus, you had a hustle to you. So it was always love, man. Always will be. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yo, it's always been something that we've been working on in order to get this yeah. going. We got something else. We got something else, you know, we're working on. We started about two years ago with getting into the housing market and stuff. But this is something different now where we on a podcast right. now, man. So <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it, yo. All right. This topic, this is something that is near and dear to me because building yourself to be something different, all right? Because when we grew up, we didn't have people around us to give us the foundation, the examples that we now have, that we created for ourselves. And now we exhibit that to our children, 
to their friends, to our friends, anybody else that we network with. Now we are the representation of what we wanted in our lives back then. But to get there, yo, that's a massive step, man. You got a lot of things right. that you got to plug and connect that you didn't right. even know where it went. And to right. get to that point, man, it takes a lot of work. And I commend you, brother, for being able to do that, being able to show somebody like me, anybody else around you, and just be able to show love and, and, and show yeah. the connections. It's massive, man. So <laughs> let's start off on here. Unlearn and relearn. All right. So I got four yeah. things that we're going to talk about here that we unlearn and relearn. And we're going to start with number one here. All right. Yeah. So number one, the biggest thing ever for anybody is the mind, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. I said this in my last podcast. Everything you've ever seen in life was in somebody else's mind. This That's computer, right. any building, the roads, yeah. everything was in somebody's mind before it came out of it. So mm -hmm. you got to be able to make that strong in order to make everything else work. So what is something that you had to mentally unlearn and relearn in your life? Yeah, it, everything dealing with uh, toxicity in our lives, man. Like everything dealing with how we show up, whether it be negative or whether it be positive. You know what I mean? You know, Dame Lillard is an absolute monster on the court. But Dame has bars too, man. So as we continue <laughs> to merge these wells, man, he said, what you, what you feed the progress. mind grows, choose wisely. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, like, that just tells you, you know, like, you, then it takes you back to, you can see, you can believe it. You mean, I think, therefore I am, right? So rap ain't nothing but philosophy over beats. So I think, therefore I am, you know what I mean? It's like what you feed the mind grows, choose wisely. Right, right. Like, it's all the same. Like, so, you know, when we grew up, the way to show love is like, in those environments, it's, it's negative jokes. It's negative energy. Like, it's, but, you know, I mean, it's always weight to that right. negativity. You see what I mean? Like, so mentally, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's how do you continue to feed yourself more food? Like, and a lot of mine just came through rap music and hip hop. Now, it wasn't healthy when I was first listening to it. Like, let me tell you, you know, I'm learning, you know, from Too Short and the Ghetto Boys and all that from my uncles, you know, at the time, my Uncle Walter, you know what I'm saying? But even through that, you know, listening to NWA, I'm still listening to Ice Cube more than I'm listening to anybody else. So I was always searching for substance. Now I got a healthy balance of it. Like, yes, I listen to hip hop, I say now, but I need my fast food rap too. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, so it, that's it's just balance of that space in that place, man. So I think the biggest thing that I had to un unlearn was that there was love in, in these negative type jokes. Like there's love in somebody being the butt of the joke. There's love in yeah. one-upping someone because it's always going to escalate because the reason that is so, I think, funny because there's a layer of the truth to it, right. you know, especially when you're in those different types of environments. So the more you feed that, man, the more it just leads to negative energy, man. Like, so I'm not some big prude either, man. Jokes are jokes. Funny is funny. I'm not a political correct super guy, you know what I mean? Like, I listen to comedy still, and I enjoy the art that they find, man. But I would say, Dwayne, just knowing that the energy that you bring, the energy gives what you manifest, that's enough, that's big shine, you know? So I try to bring that positive, that energy of love, you know, just mentally for what it's going to do for somebody. And, and that's the biggest thing I said I had to unlearn and relearn. 
Yeah, man. That's that's a good one right there. Because being able to spin anything negative into a positive, that's that's a talent. Yeah, I mean, that's how I go. You know what I mean? That's how you weave go. They write stories about these and fables. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's literal, sometimes it's figurative. You know what I mean? Like, so that that's where I show up. If it's getting to something like gossip and, you know, something about a celebrity, what they did or didn't do and how they should have... I got no time <laughs> for it. I have zero time for talking about negative snippets of other people's lives that we're assuming. Right. It's poison, boss. It's nothing but poison. And it's the one that in your subconscious will creep up and, and mm. take over your life, man. And it becomes an anchor. You know what I'm saying? And then these thoughts manifest. You know, what you feed manifest. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, so... Well, you might not think it's a big deal, but if you watch the negativity, listen to negativity around negativity, guess what? It manifests. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I, I mean, I'm listen, man, I'm dodgy. You know, I'm Barry <laughs> Sanders with the negativity. You know what I mean? I, I don't want any of it. And, that, and that's all in your mind, man, because those are seeds that are planted that then grow. Absolutely. And I'm going to piggyback on top of that because mine is actually about diet that I had to unlearn and relearn mentally. Because I remember the food pyramid and what they taught us about, you know, milk, meat, all that stuff. That's all things that I had to unlearn and relearn because I learned about the body itself and its electric state and how it works and everything and how foods, what you are, I mean, what you eat, you become. So not only is that with food, but like you said, with negativity. So what you consume on your phone, what you consume with your eyes, everything around you, you end up becoming. So you got to make sure that your diet is proper. And that means anything you feed yourself, period, has got to nurture the soul and it's got to be able to be good for yourselves, man. And that's one thing that I had to completely unlearn and relearn, man. So we're on the same wave right there. <laughs> it starts there, man. What yeah. you feed the mind grows, choose wise. Yeah. And all things can't be all one way. You know what I mean? Too much of a, a healthy diet, too much of a strict anything. diet with no protein and yeah. anything is a bad diet still. Yeah. It's still balanced, but it's going to be more positive fuel that you need to feed into your mental, you know, because it's going to grow and it's going to show up when you react. Like right. when we get tired, and our body fatigues throughout the day, what happens is, is what, what's innate. That shield that we've been building up as a filter, it starts to wane. So how you yeah. show up is how it's going to reveal in your weakest moments. Because these are the habits and behaviors that you've built with your mental. Right. So you, if you feed it good habits and you feed it bridging towards the positive of being a realistic about the current state, but saying, hey, the only way out is through, then your mind is going to carry you where you need to be, even when it's fatigued. And the last thing that I'll say about the mind, man, is, you know, something you have to unlearn and relearn. It's like, listen, I can keep pushing through. I can keep figuring it out. Like when we go and we work out and we put that time in the muscles fatigue. Right. Well, why wouldn't our brain fatigue? Sometimes you got to find the time to shut it down, right. you know, to give it itself the time to reheal and then, and then to really navigate through all that positivity you've been feeding it throughout the day. Like, so you think about, you know, the last thing you saw before you go to bed, well, sometimes that's what dictates the dreams when you're in REM sleep. Yeah, so yeah. you might as well <laughs> feed yourself good stuff because then you're watching the movie, man. I don't met loved ones and lost ones throughout my dreams because I'm thinking about it in a positive mindset. 
in a positive manner. So now, you know, the mind is so powerful. Like, you know, it feels like if everything is real. And here's another thing. I lied. So here's the second. This is the last thing I said. The mind. You know, the, the mind is so powerful. Uh, I read this stuff about worry because I'm a worrier. I mean, that anxiety also drives me, but mm. if it becomes too much, it can be an anchor and it can, it can, it can kill you. Right. Yeah. You know, so when it becomes that type of thing, like worrying is doing nothing but borrowing trouble from the future mm-hmm. that may never come to be. So as you borrow on that from the future, your body physically feels as if that happened, as mm-hmm. if that went on. So all that stress of a tough conversation or a difficult you know, I mean, interaction or a conflict that you have to bring up, you know, you borrowing trust, you borrowing that worry from the future and your mind is making it real and your body begins to actually feel as if that stress that's, actually that's took right. place, how powerful the mind is. So if you feed it positive thoughts, it'll do the same thing. It is the most powerful tool that we have, man. Feed it power. Absolutely, man. The mind has no filter. It does not know the difference between what you are seeing and what you are thinking. It really doesn't. If you feed it the positivity, it will regurgitate that same thing back out, man. It has no choice because that's how it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to the next one we got here. Number two. All right. So we got to the mental part. Now let's get into the physical part. All right. So what is something that you had to physically unlearn and relearn? Physically, I looked at it in in a number of ways, man. Um, You know, workout, anything in life is all about consistency. You know, it becomes I need to do this big routine or I need to, you know, I mean, get this amount of sleep and show up this way. All those things have layers of truth to them. And people have gone to school a long time scientifically to figure that out. You know what I mean? But physically, man, you have to react to your body and what's going to yield consistency. At the end of the day, that's what drives the breakthroughs. Right. It's not one big day, one big week, one big month, one big year. It's a steady, constant routine, a consistency that gives us opportunity to refine our approach to physical health. So it, we're not going to be perfect off day one. Science and breakthroughs and people are studying this day to day because it's so important. Like this lifestyle, this life is so fragile. You know, even if you max it out, you ain't getting 110 of these <laughs> right. years. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Even if you max it out, like it ain't forever. It's, it's finite. It's fragile. It's a short time span. So we every day are studying to try to chase immortality. Yeah. That's what we're really doing if we're honest about it. You know, but if you stay consistent in your routine, once you find something that's a breakthrough, you don't have to go and start over from scratch. You can just adjust and move along the way. And I'll say the other thing about the physical, physical unlearning and relearning is that this idea about how it really teaches you about life. You know, only through what well, you grow, you have growing what pains, right? When you build muscle, what are you really doing? You're ripping up the old scar tissue comes in it reforms, <laughs> retransforms and builds up the new. Now you have muscle, right? Right. The body is telling us how we have to go through life. The body is telling us only through some pain, only through some adversity, as we get to the other side of it, we do grow. we grow? Mm-hmm. Do we grow? The body is a, a map to a metaphor of what life is, man. If we just pay attention to it, like everything that we learn about it. Like I remember thinking like Wolverine was such a cool mutant, you know what I mean? Such a cool, you know what I mean? You call him anti-hero, whatever we may be. And it's like, man, look how awesome this is. This man's body heals itself. 
Man, Wolverine ain't nothing but us sped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we get cut. We, our body runs to this part of the wound, patches it up, has some scar tissue. That stuff fades away your skin back. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, we are Wolverine sped up. You see what I'm saying? Superman. Like, we are the manifestation for every fantasy we ever thought of. Superman. He gets his energy from the sun. Well, we know what vitamin D does to us when we're outside. Right, right. The most, most impenetrable, powerful person of all time gets his power from the same source that we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we do it in the right fashion, right? They just do it at a faster accelerated rate. And one area I go into, Wayne, because we're on a grown man show here, yeah. I had to physically unlearn and relearn the most about sex. You know, because growing up, we ain't talk about it. Right. We're learning it from, you know I mean, magazines, you're learning it from videos, and you think that this is how you need to show up to be a partner to mm-hmm. a woman. Boy, had no idea because I didn't understand that this is a male dominated world and everything was looked at through the lens of male domination. Right. You know, I never understood physically what love was, what intimacy was, you know, Mm. how to show up in that space together for it's a, so it's an enjoyable experience. You know what I mean? For both partners involved, like that is like a big one because it's not like it was talked about. So it's not talked about. And, you know, based off of where we grew up, who do you have in a home to teach you? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then were their experience so toxic that they couldn't even teach you if they wanted to. Yeah. So that's been the biggest. And then in, the, in, the, in America, just like race, sex is taboo. So because it's not talked about, because it's taboo, you're going out and seeking out education from ill-fated sources. Right. <laughs> and it's been one of the foundations of broken and irreparable relationships. Mm. So to me, uh, that that's the third one. That's probably the biggest one. These is bars right here, man. I got <laughs> I got like two for you right now, and one of them is love. Right, one the biggest one that I had to completely unlearn and relearn was love, because in my structure in my household, there's love. I, everybody has love, right? Now, how I do it versus how it was done in my household is completely different, right? Because how I grew up versus how I'm raising my kids now, it's not the same. So I do more physically to show my children that they are loved, that I love them. It's more than what we know of as a man, as the provider. That's it. That's what we were taught that men are the providers, that's what love is. I got you something, you know? And that's what we were taught. <laughs> okay, oh yeah, he got that for me, cool. That means he loves me. Nah, man, there's more to it. <laughs> you gotta make sure that you're there for moments, that they see you, that you are just showing that you're appreciative towards them, man. So how to love is the number one thing that I had to completely unlearn and relearn. And the second thing, shout out to my guy, Picari, who was on here before, right? What you spoke about earlier about being finite. Time is finite for us, right? For the world, it's infinite. So in me, I may have a total of 10,000 heartbeats left. Okay, I don't even know. But at the end of the day, I got to make sure I use those correctly, right? I can't waste that on things like you said earlier, like gossip, negativity, 
Pass me with that, man. I ain't got no time for that, man. I got 10,000 heartbeats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I know how many I got, I'm definitely going to take care of what I know. But because I don't, I'm absolutely going to make sure that I take care of it because there are at least three little girls in my life that need those yeah. 10,000 from me, you know, yeah. and more. So those are the two things, man. Understanding that time is finite and two, how to love correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's that's true, because we think of, I remember, uh, so my wife hit me to the five love languages and, and you know, I'm always, I'm always and always have been interested and how the brain works, the subconscious works, you know what I mean? Since some Freudian type experiments. And, you know, we think just like you said, well, this is like gifts. Well, if they love language ain't gifts, it ain't going to hit translate. like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yours is, you say, man, if someone gave me this gift, I would feel like X. Yeah. Theirs might be quality time. You know what I mean? It might be acts of kindness. You know what I mean? Like it might be, it might be touch, you know? So it's having an idea like I'm doing this act you know what I mean? Because I want you to feel a certain way about it. Well, that's even conditional in and of itself. <laughs> if it's coming from an unconditional place and space of love, it's given without expectation. Right. It's engaging without expectation because it's for them. It doesn't matter what's said. It matters what's received. So we got to figure out how they receive that on the end. Now, the tough part is if you've been building up a union together, and you just now figuring that out, it's going to be hard yeah. to unweave some of those things. Because I remember hearing this quote from, I don't know if it was the Masters of Sex or Mad Men or one of those TV shows. And they talked about men and women. This is over generalization. So for you as men, female, whatever you identify as, take it how you need to take it. But he said, women live in the past, men live in the present. So there's some things that, you built up not under you know understanding these things having to unlearn them boy some of those past things still come up so y'all just got to figure out a way to work through that this is true man Uh, I think that's pretty accurate (laughs) all right so we got the mental and we got the physicality again all right so the next one I got here spiritually all right so what is something that you had to spiritually unlearn and relearn yeah church is not in not in man you know what i'm saying like god is not god is god is uh, god is in man in, in a sense but you know it's not through them that you find that connection right you know like it, it could be you know it's creating the deities and in, in the false prophets along the way because these people are the orator of god so it's not listen you got to find a preacher who you believe helps you grow in your spiritual journey but they can't be the source of your spiritual journey. <laughs> right. Like they're, they're just an orator and they're here to break down what God's words are for you and how you need to carry that forward. And then, you know, it's like any process of building and creating something, man tends to put their stuff in it and it causes just, you know, a lack of purity within it. So you have to find out how you're going to seek the message. Like they put their own spin to it. Dwayne, I would have thought that don't be a homosexual was number two of the Ten Commandments. You know what I'm saying? Like coming up in America, in in black community and amongst Christianity. I would have thought, hey, this 
Boy, it's got to be in the top there. 10. It's yeah. got to be in God's 10. It's got to be right next to, to murder. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you would think in our society that adultery ain't on the top 10. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you would think <laughs> these things. You know, but the way that man puts their peace into these spaces and then they're just taught without us seeking to learn truly what it says, then we just take it for where the world is and where people's movements are. Now, right. me, I'm not... I don't judge. That's not my job. It's God's job. You know what I mean? Come to yeah. find out the top thing that he asked for us was to love each That's other. That's it. Just love, That's man. That's the one yeah. out the gate. And we like, but no, not them. Not you them. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not them, not blacks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so around spirituality, around religion, you know, I think the biggest thing to unlearn was what truly is important to God based off of what he put in wax. Not right. what society's desires are for maybe some of their own insecurities or past experiences. Cause you don't even know where that exactly right. came from in this space. I'm not saying one should do one thing or another. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is find the source of your own source, you know, <laughs> and these people are here to help guide and educate that journey is between you and the ultimate spiritual being. So you need to find your space and how you show up with that consistency and that truth every day. But if you start with love, I think you've got a good chance. Right. All right. That's deep right there, brother. Well, I could piggyback off of that, too. All right. So one thing I had to spiritually unlearn and relearn. So growing up in church and all of that, it was to a point where I started to relearn about what is God, right? The Bible has taught us that God is made in the likeness of man. All right. So to me, what I unlearned and relearn is that God isn't all of us, right? So if he's in all of us, then we in ourselves need to be able to get in tune with ourselves, all right. So we need to do some practices that cleanse the mind, cleanse the heart, all of that, and make sure that your temple is clean. So I took it upon myself to learn more about yoga, stuff like that, that, that helps you mentally get in tune with your energies. All right. And that's one thing that church doesn't teach you, right? Because it's all about spirituality as far as that is, is concerned. But if God is made in the image of man and we are living, then we need to make sure that we're clean. And I feel like that everybody needs to make sure that they get in tap with themselves so they know how to reset themselves, control their emotions, stuff like that. So you can be loving, like we just said, <laughs> and don't get, Easy. you know, misguided very easily because you don't have a clean source of energy, period. So that's one thing that I had to completely unlearn and relearn. All right. <laughs> yeah, listen, and listen, it, it's bars. It, it's absolute bars, man. Just stripping it down, man. What's important to God that you put on wax? Like these scriptures ain't changed. <laughs> you know, like our interpretation as a grand and general society has dictated us to believe that they're reorganized, reprioritized, but they're not. You know what I mean? Like, so as you dive in there, and that's part of knowing thyself as well. Yeah. It starts there because if you don't know yourself, how are you going to find information that's coming in when you're only projecting your representative to everyone, not even who right. you truly are? 
You know right. what I mean? Like, so your representative, your representative getting the information. What that mean to you if you don't even know who you, you ain't are? Even getting it? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? It's not even touching foundation. And like anything else that you ever build in life, if it has a flimsy foundation, it'll crumble yeah. because it only gets more unstable the higher you go. So yeah. your foundation has to be the strongest rock, and your foundation has to be your individual personal relationship with your God. Absolutely. I know who my God is, but you know what I mean it has to be your foundation. And then now when the information coming in. You're refining it on sturdy foundation. Right. All right. So we got one more question on this one. All right. So on the unlearn and relearn episode. Here we go. All right. So we did the mental, physical, spiritual. Yeah. And now we're going to go into one of my favorite ones. Financial. All right. Yeah. So what is something that you had to financially unlearn and relearn? Yeah, I think uh, I, I've never really been a whole um take a look at, you know what I mean, people left and right, what they got going on in comparison. Dwayne, we ain't had issues going up for real, so how's that going to be doing all the comparison? We disappointed every day. You know what I mean? So it's really just focusing on the blessings that you have. We always had joy. I mean, my mom did an amazing job with that, you know. Um, so that was something that was always there. And, you know, we had a rough financial environment. I mean, I grew up on welfare. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm from the days we was trading penny candy you know what I mean? Just so we can get 90 cents back on the dollar so we can travel on the bus. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we was flipping food stamps. Yeah. I did uh, Statue of Limitations, Jay-Z says it's 10 years. So I think it's okay to put that on wax we, right we here. We're good now, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Rico can't get, get you. That's right. Just to try to get some other type of currency to kind of deal with. You know what I mean? But one thing I was always good was saving my money and you know, kind of figure out what I want to do with it. Now, that's one thing. Saving your money is one thing. But you need to have other sources of income. You know, me was taught that in our time, you get up, you get older, you get a high school degree, maybe you get an undergrad degree, master's wasn't the thought. You know what I mean? Then you can get a job, this job will pay you money. You'll be able to get the house you want, the picket fence you want, you want pets, you have those. You have how many kids you want, three to five, have at it. Wife can stay at home, you solid, Gucci, ready to go. That's the dream, that's American dream. Everyone else been able to get it. Well, except for us, we were <laughs> ex out of that through redlining and what they were doing with loans, et cetera, et cetera. That's for a different podcast thing. Yeah. But this is what you was told, right? You know, then you get to this point and we live in the stage where both parents have to work. Childcare might make that a wash. So what type of family, what type of life do you want to build? So then now you got to figure out this idea about generational wealth and what that means. So once I began to crystallize on that thought, Every day that I live is to build the best family that I can build based on what my role is for our family, but also with the idea that I need to create the best environment possible so that my kids can flourish academically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, so then they can maximize what they then get out of this world. It's my job now for them to stand upon the shoulders that my wife and I build, for them now to take their generation of Richmond's to a whole new ascension because I have more access than what my ancestors had. You know, like for me, I'm the first one in my family, you know what I mean, to make it past the 11th grade, you know what I mean? Like, let alone undergraduate degree, let alone master's degree. You see what I'm saying? But heck, before that, my mom's mom didn't make it, I don't think much through middle school, you know what I mean, a little bit after that. So she took it further than that. And it's not because these are bad people, this is situational poverty. Right. Once I learned that, that message, that phrase and that definition, it helped me understand better. So now that God's let me punch through the roof, 
about where I'm at now, he chose. So now it's incumbent upon me to build a foundation that our kids will be right. Right. I mean, not just based off of what we leave behind, which is the game of generational wealth. I mean, but also what they have from the environment of education and access to it. And then what we pour in them every day, what they're going to become. In terms of tangibly, the things are nothing appreciates like brick and mortar. So at the end of the day, people are nervous about the stock market and all that stuff. You know, they're not nervous about the finite amount of land that people can build lives <laughs> <Right>. on. <laughs> yeah. Because one thing has appreciated exponentially over time and has been within housing. Right. And this is what we were restricted from from the beginning. Mm. Before Lincoln was murdered, that's what we were going to get out of the kidnapping, enslaving of African-Americans. One of the things on to go look it up when we were going to get land. I never knew where 40 acres in a mule came from. Mm-hmm. It was really mm-hmm. an article that was written that was supposed to happen. You know why? Because those forefathers understood the power of brick and mortar and land. Right. They got it. And it's what they kept out of, kept us restricted from up until 1960s, 1970s. And even still now, in terms of the loan night practices that are out there for people who are black and brown. This is the way forward. (laughs) You know what I mean? In terms of brick and mortar. I used to think I'll never own a house again. I'll just rent because I need to be mobile. No, Mm -hmm. what I was doing was let someone else build wealth off Off of my my loan dollars. Yep. You know, like, so for me, that that's the most, and then now I got three different areas. I got, you know, in terms of working in higher education and at a state entity, you know, the first, I did an alternative retirement plan and very aggressive in my early years. When I went out and got a job in Virginia higher education, I flipped it to a different account. And now that I'm back here in Ohio, I'm in the Ohio and the Oprah's account. It's diversified amongst all levels. And now we're doing a set, like you said, Tuck, that one off with a, a rental that we all, a house that we're all putting, putting yeah. together. It's just different ways that we're investing. Now, the bad investment I got is my shoe collection. You know what I mean? But maybe I got a couple of those that's going to hit pretty good. You know what I mean? But outside of that, that brings me mental relief. So that still serves as a decent investment. And when Ramon gets in my shoes, and that's going to happen sooner than later, you know what I mean? Listen, he's going to come out with bangers. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest thing that I would say that I had to unlearn and relearn how to make your money work for you. Man, you hit a lot of different topics on that one. That's what's good. This is all what we're supposed to do, man. Stocks and Bars is about learning because this is stuff that I wish I knew before. And because I know it now, I got to make sure I pass that baton down. You know, my main listener is younger than me, which is dope because I look at myself as somebody who's getting older. But the person who listens to me is like, 22, 23, and that's what's up because that's who I want to talk to. I want you to know all the mistakes that I made or that I wasn't aware that I was making and that you ain't got to do that, man. It's already been done. Yeah, Like we told you, sell drugs. Nah, Hove did that. Hove did that. So hopefully you have to go through that. Right. It's just understanding what it was. There's this book, uh, this thing called The Alchemist, man. And part of it was talking about, you know what I mean, man can never you know what I mean, know the future or like haven't found a mechanism to go to the future so they can learn what they should be doing in the present. But men can learn about the future by instead going back to the past right. and going back to those who live that past. So when we talk to our elders, listen to our elders, in a sense, we're learning about the things that happened over their span. And if they did the same thing, they learned what happened in the span from their elders. 
they pass that knowledge along to you. You begin to see that if you forget history, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. So there's some things within that historical context that you can now identify what the future will be based off of these said principles. Now you just built yourself a time machine and you don't went to the future. Right. That, that's how you see the future. Right? right. So that's the bars and wisdom of the elders <laughs> who've been on this on these turf a little bit longer than us. That's what's up, man. All right. So my financial unlearn and relearn is, yo, you remember, bro, I used to have like three jobs, right? I, at any point in time, I'm constantly. Oh, so what I loved about you, though, the grind, the hustle. <laughs> Listen, man, like, and you would still come chill with us. You know what I mean? Like, like you had that Kobe work ethic. So that was still always a good thing. I know where you're going, but that yeah. was, that's still a very good trait. Yeah, it's, it's a solid trait within parameters. But we, we about to get into that, right? So I had to learn that no matter how hard I worked, I was never going to make more money than me not working. And what I mean by that is I got to put my money to work, not myself to work. I had to learn how to use that capital that I had and put it to work so I don't have to work three jobs or feel like that I need to work three jobs in order to prove to myself or anybody else around me that I'm a hard worker or whatever. All I need is enough capital saved up, putting it to work and let it get the return. And then that would set me straight. If I knew that earlier, (laughs) bro, I would have been kicking a little bit more, but I put a lot of my time and effort into energies of getting myself into position the best way that I knew how, which was getting a job. And I had as many as I could in order to help feed that monster. And I'm, I'm glad I did it. But at the same time, if I wish I could tell somebody else who's in that same stage, like, yo, if you're doing well enough, park your money over here. All right. That way, when you get to where I'm at right now, you're good. You really ain't got yeah. to do too much, you know. So, yeah, you got to hit them with some truth, though. Tug. It might be passive income. But it ain't passive effort. No. It's still a job. <laughs> it still that is. That one just yeah. happens to be your job for you. And you're the captain, CEO, and the, the grand investor, you know, the grand reaper of all funds as well. Yeah. It's still a grind, man. And it's still, you know what I mean, some ebb and flows to, you know what I mean, the journey in that sense. You, you're right, you know, in, in the sense that if you could have invested that time to grow your own enterprise, that would have felt a little bit better at this moment. But, you know, there are no mistakes in life. So I venture to look at it in a sense that some of those industries that you were able to see the inner workings of, you know what I mean, I've helped you. And I know for a fact that some of those people in places and spaces that you've been are now your clientele, you know what I mean, and receivers of your knowledge base. So, you know what I mean, it's all a part of an ultimate grand scheme. And without that journey, there is no podcast. So, like, ultimately, (laughs) you see what I'm saying, like, it's all for a greater purpose, greater ripple in time. I feel like Dr. Strange out there looking at all the possibilities. <laughs> and this is the one, you know what I mean, that leads to grand yeah. success, man. So that, that work ethic has always been real. You just applied to a space that was feeding yourself first. Right. Yeah, man. So that was, those are the four things that we had to unlearn and relearn. And I challenge anybody who's listening to this, take some time out, man. There's a lot of things that we have been taught that aren't necessarily the best practices anymore, okay? 
that might have worked yeah. in 85. <laughs> That's not going to work in 2022. And we, it's our turn to use this, this tool that they gave everybody. Everybody's got one of these, all right? It's the best tool in the world. You have a computer at your hands to look at anything and find the information that's going to feed you what you need to know. And the algorithms that are built in this are built for you to continue to get that same information. So if you type in negative information, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get more negativity fed to you. If you do the opposite, then this phone is going to feed you more than you'll ever know <laughs> that can come to you, man. So use this wisely. They count on you to use this ridiculous, this phone ridiculously. They want you to type in nonsense and track you and do all sorts of stuff. But anyway, make sure that you do good yeah. for yourself, all right? Yeah, so, and unfortunately for Tuck, he got the second best version that they have of that said device <laughs> called a phone because it's not that Apple product, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, <laughs> they all work the same, you know what I mean? Like, his might just be a little slower and choppy. But nonetheless, we all get there. Patience is a virtue. Shots, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for their money, though. The more beef goes between their products, man, the better it does for them. That's all it is. Man, I'm telling you, I swear, if we took a trip overseas, there's probably one factory right now making all of these phones. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and we sit here talking about, nah, mine's better. And they over there are That's like. That's right. <laughs> yeah, before we get out of here on this one, man, you see how they basically blood encrypted the whole phone uh, genre? Like, oh, so if you're an yeah. iPhone product user, and you see, oh man, when we got iPhones, we use other iPhones, it comes through all blue. And man, like you got little, you know, emojis and, you know, I mean, uh, what they call that reactions that go on the different posts. Yeah. But oh man, somebody in that joint got an Android and it come back green. Oh man, look at this green on you. <laughs> then they, you know, then you, you put a reaction on a different post, it's posted again. It makes it seem like a virus, right? But they do it with colors, you know what I mean? Because you can understand things are op opposite when it's simplified. You right. know what I mean? Like, so it's like, well, we're all together. We're all in one tribe because we're all blue. You know what I mean? Oh, this is an outsider because they're not all blue like that because they don't come from the foundation of the phone we got. And then you start to have the people go back at it, man. Yeah. In a way, it's genius, but in a way, it's just another Sinister. way to pit people against each other. Yeah, yeah, and it becomes a sheep sheep and horde mentality. You know what I mean? Group thing. But no, you really should get on this iPhone, dog. I ain't text you. <laughs> That's why we live on the box. You know, that that that, that saved our relationship getting throughout this turf war of Apple and, uh, and Android. Yeah, man. They'll try to divide and conquer as many ways as they possibly can. And that's that's another way. But uh, Android's better. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I appreciate you, brother. You know, I got much love for you and your family, man. And before we get out of here, Yo, let me tell you something else about my guy, right? This is the only guy in the world that can make trips happen till about 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning at any point in time. <laughs> and check it. We'll talk hip-hop the whole time, right? We'll sit there yeah. and we'll break down verses and beats the whole nine, man. So I can't it. let you get away without telling me what you're listening to right now, what you're breaking yeah. down, all that stuff, man. I've seen your yeah. post with Sci High, and you know, oh, man. besides Sci High, we can have a whole nother podcast about rappers. We can mm. do that. 
Sidell Young is a different human being, so slept on. But right now, man, I'm listening to what people are sleeping on, and that's okay for them. Listen, man, that, that Drake album is a live album, and I get why people can't vibe with it. So I don't convince people on what's hot no more. Yeah, so, yeah. You know I mean? That's not my job, you know, but I'm, and I'm not a techno guy, but the EDM dance music with the hip-hop soul to it and R&B soul to it, me and my family, with the kids in the car, with the Jeep, with the top down, it doesn't have the curse words. Yeah. You know what I mean, the content's good, and they like to dance to it. I can play it anywhere, everywhere, at all time, anytime, and it's going to bring some good energy, man. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this is his best vocal album. I'm not saying that. Listen, and I don't even rock with techno, but this is the world music that he tapped into. Why do you think yeah. Beyonce came out right with a song just like that? Yeah. These people are knowing more where music is at than we ever going to know. We just get the outputs. You see what I'm saying? Like, then we got the nerve to judge. Like, they just showed up and thought of something. <laughs> no, man, they know where the vibe is going. They know what they do. Yeah, they know man. where the vibe is changing. If the world of music didn't change, you never, never would have had rock and roll. You never would have had rap music. Right. You know I mean, like, that's just the way that the ebb and flows is what music is. It's ever living, ever evolving, ever changing, just like the other greatest sounds in the world. It's a discovery. You see yeah. what I mean? The thing. So I'm vibing with that. Always in, in the ear, eardrum. Is my man Currency the hospital at all times? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Currency Lifestyle rap, spring cleaning too. You know what I mean? Just dropped probably about two weeks ago or so. So that's always in the eardrums because, like, the way that he taps into some of the soul music from when my mom was young and her mom was young, you know, and then like finds a way to get him over beats. Anytime he would an alchemist beat, it's just going to mm. be ridiculously sick. This, this it's right. good music for your soul, man. So that's my lifestyle rap and music. Now, like I said, you got to have some fast food rap in there. And Key Glock is a guy for me in Moneybag Yo. <laughs> them two are my fast food rap people out the game. My youngin in the game is when I'm really trying to – now, this is ignorant turn up, Nardo Wick. You know, like, so, like, like Nardo, man, like, and I get why the kids like him. You see what I'm saying? But he's got some real stuff going. My other, like, long-standing fast food rap, anytime 21 Savage is on the track, you know it's going to be hot. You yeah, know what I mean? So that, that is for me. To slide in my, in my, uh, yeah, that, he, he's my <laughs> he's my Gucci main of this area. Like, I'm gonna just ride with him, man, because his music makes sense to me and makes sense to my ears. But like the most plays on my phone over the past month has been, uh, you know, Drake's album. You know, so that that's been that's been the, the main one. You know, and then you know a guy that was I'll give an underrated rapper. You know what I mean? Because he's my guy. He is underrated. He don't get the love. I'll give you a two for two, man. It's Big Sean and Big Crit. Those two side by side, especially Big Sean. He's untapping to his fifth, fourth, seventh, 18th eye. You know yeah, what I mean? Man, like Sean Big Sean is spiritually sound and the, the information that he's spitting out to people is foundationally building and growing, man. So I, that, that's a buckshot, but I try to give you different categories in which I perceive this music, man. But key locking money back, yo, man, that's what I'm in the gym. Like it's, it's going down with them two in the gym. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that kind of builds along what we've been talking about as far as growth is concerned, right? Because the Drake album, right? A lot of people weren't feeling it because it wasn't something that he's done in the past, right? Everybody wants that fed, but Drake is beyond that. He's already conquered that, right? There's, there's no room for him to grow in that space anymore. So he's got to challenge himself and do something differently to get to different people. Can't just keep talking to the same 10 people all the time, right? And when you listen to it, it understands. I think that's probably why he named it. Honestly, never mind. He thought he was about to explain it to you and what he was doing with this album. <laughs> he was like, honestly, you know what? Never mind. You either want to get it or you won't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have, I have that on no confirmation. 
But as I think about it, like I can see myself, if you get to that, that era or that that stage of that music, level, yeah. it's like, I know, and he's been getting criticism from day one. Yeah. And he's done nothing but push the industry forward. Right. So I could see him getting at this one and be like, you know what? Honestly, never mind. You know what I mean? I'm not even gonna explain it. They'll just see. You know what I'm saying? And like again, after after yeah, I give every album at least three spins. Five is how I judge them off of five spins. By the time I got to spin three, I'm like, hey man, I rock with this. You know, and then now it's like I was playing it earlier today. Like I, I rock with it, man. It's a good vibe. Yeah. Thank you again, brother, for taking the time out, man. I appreciate you. I love you, man. Everything that I that you ever want in your life, I hope you attain it. If there's any way that I can help you get it, just let me know, and I'll be that vessel. You know it, man. Just let me know. Yeah. All love, man. Love you, too. Uh, we don't say it enough. I love you. Uh, right. We don't say it enough. Again, that's another toxic thing that we were taught as men and how to show up with our feelings and say to another man that you love him. Right. You know, I'm 40 now. So at the age of seeing people my age die and pass who were close and, you know, we live this world and it's one something to like, you know, what would one thing you would tell a person you could meet if you knew tomorrow was gonna be their last day on earth? So I just try to show up every day. I love you, man. I love your grind. I love how you're trying to break a mold, stay steadfast in it, confident in it and dutiful in it because it's all for a greater purpose thank you brother thank you and you know anytime man we got you and then anytime before we leave here you know we got the bars <laughs> <laughs> yeah randell we used to ride out all the time man listening to something like this this takes me back yo it's unlearn and relearn My thoughts as a child ain't the same as an adult What I know now is what I gained as a result From all the pain that I endured From the flame I was forged I could have gone mad and could have changed it to the hope But I chose the higher path So this pavement I walked, it came with a cost All I needed from you is an exchange of your thoughts Yo, I'ma teach the culture one rhyme at a time Yo, like I told you, buy stock Yeah I did that, so hopefully you will go through that The world listens to hip-hop and everything that artists say to do That's why out my mouth only positive things I say to you I'm like Pac when he had the gun, know what he's saying to you So serious my finances ain't never in the playing mood Teaching you how to use your money is the greatest tool Because I got tired of the perception, we're the greatest fools Stocks and bars Stacks and bars, stacks and bars, stacks and bars, stacks.